Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Ryan Rucco with the call on ESPN. The Aces beat the Liberty 70-69 back-to-back. They win a title (laughs) last night over the New York Liberty 3-1 in that series. Congrats to Becky Hammond, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, the entire crew. Tom Brady, of course. The entire crew. (laughs) Well, he owns a piece of the team. I shouldn't give give Tom Brady credit. Mark Davis dancing on the court. CeCe doesn't like that because of the mustache, not because he's not... Because he's celebrating his team. It's just uh, leave just, the mustache uh, out. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I just think the mustache makes people look very untrustworthy. That's what makes Mark Davis look untrustworthy? That's a great point, That's a great point. That's a great point. But here's the thing. Can we give – you know what? As much as we make fun of him, and we should, the haircut, <laughs> the mustache, the dancing – this is a and man. you know they're clapping. Here's the thing. I'm watching it on ESPN. And the reason why, like, the people are clapping around him and cheering him on. And, like, they're only doing it because he's the guy that signs the checks. There is no other world where know, they're going to be doing that with that guy. Do you not think there's something a little bit endearing about what we're seeing with no. Davis dancing? No. He's in the moment. He's joyful. He's letting it go. There's just something about him that's. It's almost character-like. He's like a caricature know, like, 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 of himself. No, that no, can no, be no. kind of endearing. I get you what you're saying. Like, it's not the Steve Ballmer thing. You know how Steve Ballmer is always oh, acting he, crazy he and dancing. You. At the game? He scares like, you. He scares you when not, he dances. Yeah, Steve exactly. That, that, that's not the, the Mark Davis thing. That's not that. So I just I I don't know. It just seems a little strange. It's like but, a little bless your heart. But let's, you know? let's not make this about Mark Davis. It is about the the Aces being able to Absolutely. take care of their business against the Liberty. What was first time back to back WNBA champions in twenty years? So I mean, exactly. So yeah, shout out to them and. They're getting a return on investment for having the only million-dollar coach in Becky Hammond in the entire WNBA. So so shout-out to them for being progressive in that way. That's why I do want to give Mark Davis credit, because he's invested financially more in women's sports than most. Mm -hmm. And give him credit on that, because he has said, coaching matters in this sport. Let me go and get the best possible coach. Let me get her away from the San Antonio Spurs, one of the best organizations in all of sports. Let me pay her enough money where – She's willing to leave that. Let me go out there and get great players like he's gotten. I mean, we forget Candace Parker's on this team. She's hurt. Yeah. Phenomenal analyst and phenomenal player. Candace Parker is one of these people in life that's just good at everything. Yeah. She's awesome, right? And she's banged up, and she didn't even play. They had injuries last night as well. So the, the part that I will give Mark Davis credit on is anyone who has that kind of money that is properly investing in women's sports to see the growth of the sport, and then you have to invest to make it into a super team type thing. And he's trying to do that. So I do give Mark. He's, he's better at this than owning the Raiders. I was just going to say, if you're a Raiders no fan, do you look at what he's done with the Aces as a positive? Are you like, well, he clearly has invested in this team. He clearly has built a dominant back-to-back championship team. Maybe he has taken threads from what he's done with them and he can apply it to the Raiders? 
No. <laughs> if I'm a Raiders fan, I don't feel better about it. Josh McDaniels, my head coach, and my best player, Devontae Adams, don't want to be there. That, that don't make me feel, the fact that the Aces won a championship don't make me feel better about the state of affairs with the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe just for the future. Maybe not the current state of affairs, but the future. Yeah. Well, and this is, I hate to be literal on this, but I mm. have to to answer your question. It costs less to invest in the Aces than it does the Raiders. Right. So like one of the reasons that they weren't they wouldn't fire Josh McDaniels right away, and I don't think they should, is it costs a lot more. Like his salary is three, four, five million. The salary of the NFL players is way greater than that of the Aces players. Yeah, but do we know that Josh McDaniels can be a good NFL head coach? No. What evidence did I have we Waiting seen? Waiting for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what do I say about when you keep waiting for something? If it doesn't happen, Eventually, you're going to land on that probably not going to be the case. Like, he's probably – like, I I hate when we get into these conversations and these debates about play, like coaches. Oh, well, it's just the circumstance. Listen, if you can coach, then you can coach. You're, you're the one that's setting the culture. You're the one that's establishing the infrastructure so the team can have success. We ain't seen that with Josh McDaniels. I mean, okay, they went to the playoffs in year one when he was out in Denver. Since then, it ain't been great. It's been a lot of meh and a lot of bad with Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I look at somebody like Dan Campbell, right? We were talking about it during, what was it, during the break, how the Lions started 1-6 and six last year, and he was able to turn the season around. And now we're talking about the Lions being one of the best teams in, in the entire league and specifically the NFC. But beyond that, he has established an identity, a culture. He's gotten these guys playing for him and playing for one another. Mm-hmm. And I can't really say that about the Raiders and, and Josh McDaniels up until this point. A thousand percent. And here's the thing, and I don't want to gloss over this. The fact that they started one and six and then turned it around and finished what nine and eight, or uh-huh. yeah, I mean, for a team not to quit after starting one and six speaks volumes about the coach mm. and how they believe in him. Because at one and six malls, a lot of teams they gonna ship cars home. Like if they don't tr- if you if you start the season one and six. It's essentially over. You're planning for your off-season vacations at that point. So uh, guys are just trying to make sure they don't get hurt and they can get to the next stop in their careers. That's what 1-6 and six is in the NFL for the most part. The fact that that team didn't go into the tank is what led me to believe in Dan Campbell as a head coach and, and why we should be bullish on what we're seeing from the Detroit Lions through the first six weeks of this season. You know, you mentioned McDaniels, and I don't 100% agree that he can't coach, but but listen, it's been proven so far that you can't say he can, right? It's one of those things in, in like, have you ever heard of the Peter Principle? It's basically where, and I, I didn't know until recently somebody taught this to me. It's when in management, you get one step higher than you really should be. Josh McDaniels, nobody would question elite offensive coordinator, right? Elite offensive. Mm, in New England. Right. Okay, not the one year in St. Louis. I understand that. But maybe he's one of these guys that gets one step too far. You look back at the Cowboys days back in the day, right, when Jimmy Johnson had Norv Turner and Dave Wanstatt as coordinators. Then They weren't bad NFL head coaches, but they were way better as coordinators than they were as head coaches. Sometimes you probably played for guys that you look at or with guys, you're like, you're great at what you do. You're great at being a coordinator. If you go one step higher, you're not going to be great. And maybe mm-hmm. McDaniels becomes one of those guys that you look at and say, you're just better as a coordinator. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, and that's probably true, but I'm just sitting here looking at his coaching resume. He's had three full seasons as a head coach. He's 17 and 28. Yeah, that and would prove nev- you're not never, that good at that. he's never had a year where he's been over 500. So Yeah, and so I, I don't have an argument in my favor. I'm just, yeah. I'm just holding out hope. By the way, you mentioned Devontae Adams. Remember the other day I said – that I've never seen a guy look more unhappy winning games uh-huh. 
He actually confirmed my thought yesterday. Yep, he did. So let's take a, a here. Let's listen to what he had to say because Devontae Adams said something yesterday that is stunning for an NFL player to admit out loud. My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. So if, I mean, if it don't look like it's supposed to look, then, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated if I'm not a part of that, that plan because, as you know, I have, I have the opportunity to go and make, to, to change that and make it look like a much better pitcher out there. And if that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be frustrated. You know, if, if Jacoby goes out and have a, a monster game or if the offense is scoring every five plays like the, you know, our first drive on the Bills, then it is what it is. I don't, you know, I don't, it's not about me, but, you know, I'm one of the bigger pieces, you know, as to why this offense is going to go. And if I'm not getting it, then that's obviously not um, according to plan. So we want to, we want to obviously keep working like we are to, to get that, that right. CC, I appreciate the honesty. I'm a little confused by this though. Why, why are you confused? Is that the norm? I, my standard is greatness, not winning and losing. No, it's not the norm, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So the, the, there's nothing normal about being one of the greatest to ever play the game. And here's the thing that Raiders fans and NFL fans in general shouldn't be surprised with. He actually said that before he got traded from Green Bay. Mm. He actually said that. I, I, I'm chasing greatness. He said it verbatim. It's about what, Now, he didn't take it as far as the, the standard not being about wins and losses, but he said, I want greatness. Remember, he got off the Rodgers roller coaster, this whole Aaron Rodgers, I might retire, I might come back. He got off of that because he wanted to know who his quarterback was going to be for the tail end of his prime. Right. That's why he signed up to get traded to the Raiders so he could go play with his buddy who he does offseason passing drills with in Derek Carr. That, that's why he went to the Raiders. Not in a bag of cash, but I mean – this is this this is not a this is not a surprise to me from Devontae Adams. I like like this is who he is. And now here's the thing: it's one of the sports' dirty little secrets. There are some players that care more about the individual accolades oh, than yeah. they do about team success. But that doesn't mean that a team can't win when you have guys that have that mentality. Because Devontae Adams is one of the best receivers in the league. He's top three, top four on everybody's list. So I don't. I don't, I don't take that as a loser's mentality because this guy is saying he's consumed with wanting to be great. He's consumed with greatness, wanting to be a Hall of Famer. I don't take that as a guy that you can't have success with because I've played with guys that have that mentality and won championships with them. So I, I, I don't have a problem with it. I know it's not going to land well based on where this team is at and all of the issues they're having at the quarterback spot with the injuries. But you got a lot of guys in the NFL that are like this, Smalls. And I, I appreciate him holding himself to that standard and, and also his team to that standard. And the wins are probably a byproduct of him meeting that standard. No doubt. Of him, and, and I'm just assuming, I'm trying to read the tea leaves here based on what he said, that he's saying if it feels like I've met my standard of excellence and I am achieving greatness, greatness the win should follow. The mm-hmm. win should be part of it. I understand why we would think that. I don't agree with that relative to one singular wide receiver because one singular wide receiver could have 10-plus catches, and it doesn't mean the quarterback actually had a great game. It just means he had a great game finding that one specific guy. I'll tell you what this this is to me, what jumps out at me, and it's a hot take, and I'll do it, brought to you by Hot Ticket, of course, <laughs> uh, with Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live with Vivid Seats. Welcome to the Niners. 
There's your guy, San Francisco 49ers. There's your guy. Because you have a first-round pick. You're not going to pay. You, you don't know if you want to pay Brandon Ayuk long-term. This man is already under contract. Here's what Evan Almighty, we do it on Fridays. Oh, we're going to do it now. Kendrick Bourne gets traded from the Pats to the Raiders. He's alongside Jacoby Myers. The Raiders give up a mid-round pick, coming off a great game. They go get in a first-round pick and maybe something else from the Niners, Devontae Adams to San Francisco. Devontae Adams. The Niners have a ridiculous amount of cap space. How about that hot take? What do you think? That's extra Not spicy. crazy. Not crazy, right? No. No, that's, that's, that's. How scary is that thought? Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about that. How scary is like, that thought? Uh, Adding Devontae Adams to that You can't trade team? him in conference because you're currently competing for a playoff spot. So you have to, have to act as if you're going to be in the playoffs and you don't want to face him. But when you say that to Ziegler who runs the team and Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels who are Patriots guys, that comes off to them. As individualistic. I'm not saying it is. It can come off to them. And you just hinted it. You said that's what he said before he left Green Bay. Yeah. So that may be the, hello, I don't want to be here anymore. Just saying. Well, he talked about that, too. Like, things have to change in, in order for it to be what it needs to be and us to have success. Like, that, that, is, that is openly criticizing. Well, yeah, they, they've won against inferior competition, right? The yes. teams that they beat are amongst the worst in football. They beat the Green Bay Packers in an uninspiring effort. They beat the New England Patriots, and they beat the Denver Broncos. So, I mean, uh, like, like again, like, there's nobody on that list that has a winning record. Combined, you're talking about those teams having what? Three wins. But they got so, the Bears so I, this I, I, week. Got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. You got the Bears. You got the Lions. And you got the Giants. You should be two. You should win two of those three games. So you have an opportunity to be competitive. If that if that's the case, they're not trading Devontae Adams if that happens. They're just not. But it's just it's it's a matter of uh, being able to sell Devontae on being able to have long term success there. But how can you do that when you have this revolving door around the quarterback position and this guy plays a spot? That is directly dependent on the quarterback being productive. Yeah, I'd, I'm fine if Devontae Adams knocks on my door, comes in my office, and gives me this message privately. Publicly, I don't love it if I'm the head coach of a team. I don't necessarily love the idea that an individual player is talking about, I need more when my team has won a couple of games here but he, but he said it, though. He said it at the end of last year. He said it at the beginning of this year. And he's being he honest. It, I yes, he said it yesterday. I mean, we can't we can't criticize athletes for not talking, and then when they talk, we're going to criticize them because we don't like what they have to say. Right. Can't have it both ways. And Devontae Adams has been transparent the entire time, even before he got to Vegas. So... I don't have a problem with him doing this because I'm not going to sit here and assume that he's not trying to have those private conversations with the guys in the locker room or with his coaching staff. The fact that he said this multiple times means that he's getting to a point where it's frustrating. You know, we didn't hear a lot of this from Devontae in Green Bay Mm -hmm. because he probably wasn't frustrated in Green Bay. They were doing a lot of winning. That's not the case in Vegas, uh, of course, and the reason being he can't trust his quarterback and it doesn't sound like he trusts his head coach either. Coming up, I don't know that they can trust a quarterback right now in Cleveland. We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. I don't want to say we were the first on the Deshaun Watson, Brian Windhorst, what is going on in Cleveland, but we may have been. It's Unsportsmanlike (laughs) on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU. I'm just saying, we were on, hey, when are we going to pay attention to the fact that that guy who makes a ton of money doesn't play football right now? Like, at some point... We need to pay attention the way we're paying attention to Dak, the way we're paying attention on Tuesday to Justin Herbert, the way that CC has been fairly critical of Justin Fields all year. At some point, that guy who's been great, who's had off-the-field stuff that he created that he was rightfully penalized for and critiqued for, is now back and on the field, except he's not actually on the field, right? And Deshaun Watson did not practice yesterday for the Cleveland Browns. So what does that mean? When a guy doesn't practice on a Wednesday, what does that mean? Well, when he doesn't practice on a Wednesday and he's missed multiple weeks now by virtue of their bye week and then also sitting out for the Ravens game and the 49ers game, you start to wonder, is this guy, even when he gets back, going to be the kind of impact player that they're paying him to be? And I would say that it's probably unlikely. And that's the, the part that's frustrating for Browns fans and for football fans as a whole, because Deshaun Watson, when we saw him in Houston last, was a top five player at the quarterback spot. We thought that's the guy that the Texans guaranteed $230 million to, but that ain't the guy that showed up in a Browns uniform. I think of the games he's played, they're five and three or five and four. That's the record. But it has been uneven, and that's the part that just doesn't make sense, especially given the weapons that he has to work with, the run game that's supporting him, and having a championship-caliber defense on the other side of the ball. So I just I, – I just, that that has got to be maddening if you're a Browns fan to see what, what exactly um, this team has the potential to be versus what it is now. They, they can w- rise up and win games against the 49ers without – competent quarterback play as we saw this past Sunday. But in terms of this team winning the division, being able to win playoff games, you can't do that unless you get the version of Deshaun Watson that was with the Texans. If you don't see that guy, you got no shot. And if I'm a fan, I'm also concerned because there's a lot of questions surrounding this injury. Uh, there's, it's been said that there's no timetable. Deshaun yesterday says it's still up in the air and that he's not going to put the team in jeopardy if he can't do certain things that is going to handicap the team in certain situations. So you don't even really have a feel for when maybe he could even come back. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they said he was medically cleared. He's refuting that and he's not ready to play. It's mm-hmm. just There are so many different conflicting messages and you would think for the kind of contract, the kind of commitment that they made, that the organization and the player would be in lockstep, but that's not the case. And, Ev, I'm going to go as far as to say this. Because of how good this team is around Deshaun Watson, there's more pressure on him now than he's ever had in his NFL career because he's actually with a team that can do high-level winning. 
We've never been able to say that about Deshaun. Even when he's been in the playoffs, there's always been a ceiling on There is no ceiling on this Cleveland Browns team. There is no ceiling. They lost a good running back, an all-pro running back in Nick Chubb, but they still got a good running game. They still got Jerome Ford. They got a really good offensive line. They got skill position players that, that can do things that are special with the football. They have a championship caliber defense. This is on Deshaun Watson. If he can't get it done, if he doesn't step up and get back to playing soon, I mean, there's go- the criticism that has been around Deshaun the last couple of years is only going to get ratcheted up. So we have said that the Browns are a quarterback away from being a true Super Bowl contender or winning a Super Bowl potentially, right? They, yep. they have an outstanding defense. They have a lot of weapons. They are what we are deeming to be a, quote, quarterback away. Can you imagine if you pay $230 million guaranteed to a person that becomes the reason why you don't win a Super Bowl or the reason why you don't succeed? You want to hear the biggest hot take that's factual of the NFL season? Well, maybe not factual. It's opinion-based. But here we go, <laughs> based on what you just said. When you think about the most regrettable off-season moves pre to the season starting, some people may say Sean Payton probably regrets taking that Broncos job. He should have waited for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. How about the Cleveland Browns trading Joshua Dobbs? If CeCe is going to say, and Kimberly Martin yesterday with us, you can go back on the ESPN app and listen, NFL reporter, that the Cleveland Browns legitimately have a Super Bowl team with good quarterback play. Joshua Dobbs is the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He's played in six games. He got there about 10 minutes before the first game of the season. He has six touchdowns, three interceptions, has a uh, completion percentage of 62.8, and is thrown for over 1,200 yards, 200-plus yards a game on average. With a team that is trying to lose football games or has put together a team that is not as good as they could be. If they had Joshua Dobbs right now playing instead of Deshaun Watson, I know they won against the Niners, but who knows how long he's going to be out for. What could this team actually look like? <laughs> I'm just laughing because the irony is Josh Dobbs has a higher QBR in the season than Deshaun Watson. <laughs> well, there you go. So I'm saying an upgraded quarterback, unbeknownst to me. Of all of the regrettable offseason moves, we may look back. And Andrew Barry, the general manager of the Cleveland Browns, probably at the time said, you know what, we have these young guys, DTR, PJ Walker, it's fine. Deshaun's our guy if we don't yeah. have him anyway. Little did they think that Joshua Dobbs is going to show up in Arizona and be a solid, competitive quarterback. If what you're saying is true, and that that's the most regrettable offseason move, then the Deshaun Watson trade is the worst trade in NFL history. Yes. It's, it, it, we knew if, it had the potential right to be that. when they it's, did it. It's, it's the worst trade in NFL history. But, like, CC, you but, said but that the, they could be a Super Bowl here, team. Yeah, but here's the thing. Nobody thought that it would be the worst trade in NFL history because the player actually wasn't good. Right. Deshaun Watson isn't good. Like, he's not good at football. Objectively speaking, that, that, that's not opinion. I think that's just fact. Nobody thought that he wouldn't be good at football, and now what makes it worse is that he's not on the damn field. Like that, that, that makes it impossible for him to live up to the expectations that come along with the contract and for a team that made that commitment with all of the baggage that he came in with. So that's why I look at this situation now and say there's got to be more pressure on Deshaun Watson, not only to just get back, but to get back and play well just because of how good this team is. The missed, the missed opportunity that would be the 23 Brown season because of a guy that they made the hugest guarantee to in NFL history – would would be just another sad chapter in the futility that has been Cleveland Browns football over the last 30 years. Let me add on to a great point you just made here. If we were to say the moment the trade was made from, from Houston to Cleveland, we're going to tell you in advance. We know in that moment this is not going to work out. List your top three reasons why in no particular order. Every football fan in America would have said money, 
compensation by way of picks, too much to give up, too much to pay, too much to give up, or this off-field stuff. None of those are as much of an issue right now no. as he's bad at football. Or, or slash not playing football. Exactly. But he, when they made that move, he hadn't played in a while. And you knew that because of the off-field issues that he wasn't going to. And that's why I, I said at the time I thought it was crazy that they would make a gamble on Deshaun Watson, the person, and Deshaun Watson, the player, because you hadn't seen him in a while and you knew he was going to miss a lot of time. And there is something to that. We're seeing it. I mean, he hasn't really looked in rhythm for a long time. When's the last time you saw Deshaun Watson be a top five quarterback? As a Texan. Yeah, as a Texan. So what was that, three years ago? Maybe more than four, that. Yeah, four, four, yeah, four years ago, ago. Yeah, yeah. As a, as a Texan, why, why would we have confidence though that we stuff. that he can get back to that? Based on what we've seen now, I mean, last year he missed what the first six games, and then we said it's going to take a while for him to get back in. The, yeah, and, and we knew last we knew last year was almost it's like a throwaway. Yeah, right. yeah, but. You still played at the end of last season. You still got those yeah, reps. And I, and I, and I you thought should have used it to carry over into this year, and we're not seeing that's it. That's what I thought it would be. Now, to answer your question, after missing so much time, why did I think he could get back and be decent? It's because I saw Michael Vick go to jail for two years and come back and make a Pro Bowl. Right. Like, I saw that. Like, he, he had one year where he wasn't good. He came that's back the following year, point. made a Pro Bowl. So, I, I was like, okay, this guy is still in his 20s. He's a He was a top-five quarterback last I saw him. He led the league in passing. Maybe just maybe after he has a year to shake off the rust, he would be much better. Well, we're in the year where he's supposed to be much better, and he's not. And 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 on top of that now, he's not available to play. It is crazy that the Deshaun Watson situation in Cleveland gets us to a point where we're even discussing that maybe one of the most regrettable moves in the offseason was a trade of Josh Dobbs. But it is <laughs> I mean, it's a fair discussion based on how great CC is saying that team is. You guys can be a part of the conversation on the Dots of Pepper call online at 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. The most regrettable move, we're six or seven weeks in now. The most regrettable offseason move for any NFL team is what? Because I'm literally throwing out there that if the Browns had Josh Dobbs, we may look at this situation differently going on in Cleveland right now. All all right, coming up, we'll spin it positively. We'll see if we can find some silver linings in some of these bad teams' playbook next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime 
for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, let's see where the love goes. <laughs> Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. It is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Small is going to give us a team. We've got to give him some love. We're going to try to find the silver lining in some of these bad teams' playbooks here. All right? Good luck. <laughs> yeah, this Good is luck. a tough challenge for you. Yeah. Uh, some of them are easier than others, I will say that. All right, Smalls, what do you got? Okay, let's find the silver lining. Let's go to a place first that desperately needs some sunshine. The Chicago Bears. Where's the silver lining with what's happening in Chicago? There's got to be the 2024 draft. Yep. I just can't wait for the day where Bears fans admit that Justin Fields is not your future franchise quarterback. It's, it's not going to be him. You know why it's not going to be him? Because you're likely going to have two top five picks in a quarterback-rich draft. You're going to take one of those guys at the top of the draft, and you're actually going to mortgage the other pick off for an absolute haul. You're also going to have the opportunity to trade Justin Fields and potentially get a premium pick. So I, I just want Bears fans to, to get to a place where they can accept the fact that Justin Fields is not their future at the quarterback spot. The silver lining is the draft. Silver lining is really easy to agree. The Carolina Panthers are 0-6. They have their pick. Yeah. That's it. Or 0-5. 0-6. 0-6. Even worse. And the Bears have their pick. And maybe That's the, it. That's maybe it. The Nothing sil- more needs to be said. Well, and maybe the silver lining is that Caleb Williams is so good that even the Bears can't mess him up. One would hope. Right? But it is he's the that, Bears. He's that good? It is the Bears. <laughs> There's a reason why the last franchise quarterback they had was Sid Luckman. Most of the people listening to us weren't born. When Sid Luckman was playing for the Bears. I covered him, actually, as a matter of fact. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next one. Okay, let's hit close to home. Where's the silver linings, CC, for the New York Giants? Early exit in Daniel Jones' contract. <laughs> that has to be it. They can get out the Daniel Jones contract relatively unscathed after the 2024 season, which is just enough time for Daniel Jones to be a bridge to the Giants' next franchise quarterback. The way that this team is trending right now, they're going to have a top 10 pick. So there's a reason why Joe Shane was spit frolicking all over last week going to check out the quarterbacks he was at the Notre Dame game he was at the Michigan game too last week so I think it's a situation where the Giants have got an eye toward the future at the quarterback spot because long term I don't think Daniel Jones is it yeah I think it's I'll piggyback on that but I'll also include Saquon I think it's resetting their financial market I think they're going to look at the Daniel Jones contract I also think they're going to realize Saquon is a great player and he's a great ambassador for the team and you want him as a face Mm -hmm. of the franchise but you can't pay a running back that much money you just can't next we were higher on the Green Bay Packers earlier in the season. They're now sitting there at 2-3. and three. So, so far this season, what's the silver lining in Green Bay? This one is actually a little bit tougher than I thought it was going to be initially. I guess the silver lining can be this. It's still so early with Jordan Love as a starting quarterback. Wait till you have 17 full games. And if you have 17 full games and you see the improvement, which I think you will, You'll have a good starting quarterback next year below market value. Now, you only have that for one year because then he'll ultimately renegotiate and extend and be back on that high value if he's good. But you still have a chance of having a quarterback that can outperform his contract. That's the silver lining. Yeah, I think the silver lining for the Packers is that they got a soft schedule coming up. I mean, they only have one opponent through the month of November that has a winning record, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. So, I mean, I think they're, they're in a situation where they'll be okay. I, I think relative to what the expectations were for Jordan Love coming into this season, 
he's got he's gonna have some some ups and downs, but that's what happens in the first year of a starter. So I just think it's gonna take some time, but 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 they do have some 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 easier games uh, on their schedule looking forward. So I think they'll try to take advantage of that that part of the schedule. We did CC's team in the New York Giants. Evan, your team is up. New England Patriots. Where's the silver lining? Well, I, sorry, I can't hear you. What did you say? The New England Patriots. I'm Bad sorry, what? season. What? Where's the silver, the silver lining? The, I think Lombardi trophies, six of them in Robert Kraft's office, You're nowhere office, close to one right silver. now. silver. Yeah. That's the silver lining. Quite, quite, li- quite literally, literally silver. Literally six It's literally of them. silver. Okay, so I guess the honest answer is at some point, every team in every sport has to have a rock bottom year to reset the franchise. I guess that would be the silver lining, but I'll just go with the Lombardis. I mean, you had several rock bottom years, right? Kind of. What? Yeah, I'm just saying. Three of the last four years losing records. Just, no, this this is way more this, rock this, bottom this, than those. Okay. Where okay. do you sign up for eight and nine? My <laughs> God, <laughs> Cam, where are you? Yeah, I would say the silver lining is new decision makers within the franchise. Like like Bill Belichick, the GM, has done Bill Belichick, the head coach, no favors. Yeah. And I think just resetting, having a fresh voice within the franchise to get this program back on track. That's what they're going to have to do. That's the silver lining. That it gets so bad that it's clear and obvious that it's time for Bill Belichick to move on. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to get easier anytime soon. No. Okay, the Denver Broncos, silver lining. Okay, so I'm going to go with this. The chance at alignment. What do I mean? I believe Russell Wilson's their quarterback because they couldn't get Aaron Rodgers, hence why they hired Nathaniel Hackett to get Aaron Rodgers. I believe Sean Payton is their head coach because he couldn't get the Chargers job at that time. I think what will happen after the season is Russell Wilson will likely no longer be the quarterback. And even if if Sean Payton would rather be with the Chargers and the Broncos, theoretically, and that's, that's speculation, obviously, there will be alignment. He'll get to pick his next guy. So the silver lining is alignment at the head coach and quarterback position. Cosano, everything Ev just said, I just want to see the Houdini or Chris Angel act that the front <laughs> office does with the Denver Broncos and getting out of that Russell Wilson contract. Yeah. That is – that is bad, and they are on the hook for a lot. I, I just want to see how they're going to do it, Smalls. That is the only intrigue around the Broncos quarterback position because it's clear that Russell Wilson ain't going to be the guy past this year. It seems like the through line with the silver lining is that you're going to have a chance to start over for most yeah. of these teams in yeah. certain ways. Okay, last one. Silver lining for the Carolina Panthers. Well, yeah. th- this is the team that doesn't have a lot of ways to get hard. better. I, I mean, know, the, sil- the silver lining is – you got Bryce Young, so everything that you thought he could be when you took him number one overall, you just hold on tight and you squeeze and you just hope that it materializes into what you, you thought white it knuckle could be. It. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like what Ev did with Emmett Smith after he gave him a dap. Oh. You go with that, that, that type of clenched fist around the things that you loved about Bryce Young. But if you're the Panthers, that's what you got to hold on to. Bryce Young, Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin. Those are the guys. That, that, that's the core of your team moving forward. You hope those guys are all of the things you thought you thought they were. I think that when when presented this one, I was thinking about our buddy Brian Gruby at 99.9 in Raleigh and them covering. Now, he's a Giants fan, but them covering the, the Carolina Panthers as closely as they do. What is the silver lining there? Here's what I came up with. We're only a third of the ways through the season. There was a reason you picked Bryce Young number one overall. You wouldn't have been the only team to pick Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud looks better. You just have to hope you got it right. Doesn't feel that way right now, but it's only six games in. You have to remind people. Peyton Manning wasn't that good his rookie year. Patrick Mahomes didn't play his rookie year. Aaron Rodgers didn't play his first three years. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick. Brock Purdy was Mr. Irrelevant. Not everybody is great right away. 
I don't know how silver that lining is. Because if that was the silver lining, I would do what I do with Anita and hair, and I'd paint in the black on the sideburns on any silver lining. <laughs> I would need some sort of hair dye for that silver lining. That, that, is, that may be the hardest one because they don't have their pick. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Young better be good because they basically said you're worth not one but two number one overall picks. Well, I mean, picks. here's the thing. Their second-round pick is the, what, 33rd overall? So hold on to that. There you go. Congratulations. <laughs> you think Caleb Williams is going to slip there? No, no. I don't uh, think they're going to get another quarterback. No, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, coming up, has Anthony Richardson's rookie season been as disastrous as my attempt at pronouncing his last name? We'll get to that <laughs> next on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Uh-oh, the voice of our frenemy, Joe Fortenbaugh. Uh-oh, Carlin versus Joe. Weekdays, noon until 3 Eastern time. We're, we're okay with playing a sound with Fortenbaugh? Our yeah, frenemy? Yeah, yeah, we can we've do that. that? We've yeah, cleared that? Yeah, just to show how ridiculous he is. Oh, yeah. okay, good. So only his sound, bad yeah. sounds. Yeah, exactly. Got it, got it. It's unfortunate. Is there any other Joe Fortenbaugh sound? I thought we realized, though, that yeah. we kind of played ourselves, that he didn't really set us up for failure, guys. I thought we're not supposed to say that out loud. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, alone with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Uh-oh, you're getting the look from Cece, uh, presented by JK, Progressive Insurance. JK, JK, LOL. JK. So, um, <laughs> Anthony Richardson, done for the season. <laughs> sorry, guys. My Rookie bad. quarterback, of course. Before we get to the actual like football X's and O's, we want to get some calls in on the uh, most regrettable move of the offseason at 888-SAY-ESPN. So Jim Ursay, the owner of the Colts, gave this quote to Jory Epstein of Yahoo. No audio on this. Or God, I would love to play this. Uh, here's what he said. Quote, like John Landau said about Bruce Springsteen back in 1974, I've seen the future of rock and roll, and his name is Bruce Springsteen. Well, I've seen the future of the NFL, and his name is Anthony Richardson, and I believe it. At least he's not overhyping him at all. No, it's nice. It's nice that the owner believes that. I don't know why Jim Irsay feels the need to go out there and say it. Now it's good for our business that he's doing a lot of talking, but this is just ridiculous. Like keep it, keep it to yourself, man. We we get it. Like if if you thought he was the future of the position at, at quarterback, then maybe you want to protect him a little bit more. I mean, this guy's been knocked around a lot to say that he's played in what four games in the NFL. Like, that's the thing that scares you a little bit about the Colts, given their track record and how they let Andrew Luck let get the career knocked out of him. So I just – that worries me in terms of the, the, the brass doing the things that, that are necessary in order to get the most out of Anthony Richardson's talent. But I'm not worried about Anthony Richardson, the player. I, I'm not concerned that because he can't play the rest of his rookie year, he'll somehow 
be stunted in terms of his overall growth or his ascent in the National Football League, Smalls? Um, I'm not either, and I'm not surprised that Jim Ursay made that comparison because if you talk to people in Indy, talk to people in and around the Colts organization, they really believe in this guy. They're very enamored with Anthony Richardson, and it's unfortunate what happened with him with the injury. But they're saying not only outside of the obvious physical gifts that he has, that he's showing a lot of the intangibles that they were hoping to see from him, that he's a workaholic, he has a really high football IQ. They're looking at this kid saying – we might have really hit on something special and unique and rare with him. And if he can stay healthy, he's going to be able to put it all together and be one of those guys that elevates our entire franchise. Here's the only issue with the comparison. In 1974, there's no social media. We're not doing shows like this. No, mm-hmm. Nobody's covering it 24-7. So if somebody says Bruce Springsteen is the next greatest rock star of all time, it's different. Now, so if Anthony Richardson is just a Hall of Famer, he's actually not living up to the expectations. Like, CeCe, I think fairly, gets annoyed with me when I, when I crap on, for lack of a better way of saying it, an NFL player. And, and your response is, do you realize how hard it is to get to the place where you're just ma- guy 53? No, I don't, because I never came close, but I respect the hell out of it. Anthony Richardson has to be the greatest quarterback ever to live up to Jim Irsay's hype. Maybe pipe down a little bit. Just say, hey, you know what? I've seen so much hype already and hope, excuse me, hope in four games. I'm so excited for him to get healthy. Yeah, I mean, the, I guess the one thing that you wanted to, for Anthony Richardson is just the opportunity to play more high level football because mm-hmm. he only had the one year where he was the full time starter at Florida. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just he doesn't have a lot of those seasons under his belt. Like, uh, so you wanted him to have that experience in the game operating Shane Steichen's offense and being adjusted to NFL caliber talent around him and then competing against NFL-style defenses. So so all of those things matter in terms of the player's individual growth. But, I mean, we, we saw that Joe Burrow in his rookie year got cut short. He only played in six games, came back the following year, took his team to the Super Bowl. So it's not as if having this injury and missing the majority of his rookie season – means that Anthony Richardson is not going to be a very good NFL quarterback. And we know it's Jim Irsay. He's a showman. We take everything he says with a grain of salt. He tends to be a bit dramatic in the things that he says from time to time. But I also think it's a message that he's giving through the media to his quarterback. Mm. I know you might be discouraged right now, but this is how much I believe in you. I'm comparing you to Bruce Springsteen, who's had a tremendous amount of success because that's what I think that you're capable of. And for, for a young player who's probably in a really tough spot right now, disappointed that he's injured and not able to go out there and compete. That has to feel really good for him to have your owner saying stuff like that publicly. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, I, I need Anthony Richardson not to feel sorry for himself and get what he can out of his rookie year. Mm-hmm. That means being at all the meetings, being in the quarterback room with Gardner Minshew, sitting down with Shane Steichen, going through the game plan as if you're going to take all the snaps in the games on Sunday. All of those things because your familiarity with the preparation and the the, the week-to-week grind that is the National Football League from a Mental standpoint matters. Like the physical stuff will take care of itself, right? You're gonna you're gonna have the best doctors, the best medical care. That's not what I'm worried about. Your mental development and thinking the game is important. You gotta stay locked in in order to get something out of it because that's gonna be a huge part of his growth, just his overall football acumen, Evan. So I, I think they have to make sure that they prioritize that. While you know, while this season is going on, it's not as if Anthony Richardson doesn't have something to gain out of this year. He does. It's just that we won't see him on the field. I also may take advantage of his time he may not have now, which is if I'm Jim Irsay, I'm setting up a flight for him to go to Denver, go meet with Peyton Manning, Palo Alto, go talk to Andrew Luck. Like, take advantage of the resources and be around the team. Like, 
I mean, I think Andrew Luck, you could find him may, somewhere. May, may, maybe, maybe not Doesn't he coach high school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so well, just go to the high school party. I mean, and Anthony Richardson seems like a great guy who's all in on it. But... Hey, dog, you might want to bail on the Colts. I did. I'm just, just putting all it right, out so there, What are your interests right, outside right, of the law? Yeah. Exactly, all right, so let me rephrase. Send him here. We'll interview him. Then he can hang out with Jeff Saturday. Oh, yeah, that Jim Mercer guy. Not the best. I got a spot as an OC in Palo Alto. High school offensive coordinator. Get out. Charles, <laughs> get out! Get out! Charles in Ohio, listening on Sirius XM eighty, joins us here on ESPN Radio. What's up, Charles? Hey, what's going on, you guys? Good morning, everybody. Morning. morning. Um, you guys were talking many blessings to you all. Chris Hansen is one of my favorite defensive players ever. Michelle, girl, you about as fine as a bottle of Mad Dog twenty twenty. Oh, Evan, you just crazy. Is that a diss? <laughs> Here's my take with the Browns. As a part-time pastor. It's always about redemption. So we all believe that Deshaun Watson would redeem himself, but it seems to just be crazy that he's not. And Chris, you hit it on the on the nail, hit on the you know, you hit it hard. He's not on the field. When he was on the field, he really didn't do much. He just looked lost out there with Stefanski's offense. Now, Evan, you talked about Josh Dobbs. I will counter that. I would say we should have never let go of Jacoby Brissett yeah. because at least okay, sure. Brissett yeah, that one's offense. fine too. That one's fine too. Yeah, I, I like I like Jacoby. I think that's a good one as well, and and we appreciate the call. We know which part time he's uh, is part time not pastor right now as he's calling and saying Michelle's fine. Uh, maybe he's a pastor later in the day, not this moment. But I think that the Browns had multiple regrettable moves. Right, if you mm. think about it. I mean, how many different... Speaking of regrettable, Mad Dog 2020? Yeah, I was like, is that a diss? Well, I mean, it just depends <laughs> on how you look at Mad Dog, right? That's true, don't, that's don't, true. Don't, don't uh, it, was, it was my birthday yesterday, so you got to look at me very good. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 2020, I was 62 years old. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.